I do want you to open up your Bible, please, to John chapter 1. I'm going to have a short message today. I've never officially done a homily, but as one of my liturgical brothers told me, that's what I'm about to do today, all right? I'm, I'm about to do a homily. Has uh, anybody ever heard of a homily? Okay, a lot of you guys. Okay, four of you guys. Not a lot of you guys. Four people. Anybody in here heard of a homily? Okay, it's a 10-minute sermon. I was not aware of that. So what I'm going to attempt to do, Pentecostals don't do homilies, all right? I grew up Pentecostal. We don't do homilies, all right? So, but I'm going to try, all right? I, I looked at my future brother-in-law, Corey. He was over here uh, earlier, and we were chatting. And I was like, man, if, you know, I did, the holidays, the formalities, I love them. They're awesome. But an hour-long service, just, it's not enough for me. As a, as a Pentecostal boy, I need a two-and-a-half-hour fire tunnel at the end. You know what I'm saying? So, you feeling me, Junior? You know what I'm talking about? So, we just rearranged the Christmas Hey, he said getting the the holiday spirit. It's just a different spirit. The Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. You guys ready to read John chapter 1? I'm going to read John chapter 1, verse 1 through 5. Like I said, I'm going to read Ransom's word. And I love how they added something to the end of this passage, which is, let there be light. Which is so awesome that they did that. And uh, I'll tell you why in just a moment. But let's read verses 1 through 5 in John 1. It says, in the beginning. Everybody say, in the beginning. Sounds a lot like Genesis 1, doesn't it? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. Everyone say life. Life. And the life was the light. Everybody say light. light. The light of men. Now, here's my favorite part. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Amen. So I want to give you a homily today uh, with the title of The Light Shines. How's that? Sound good? Let's pray a short prayer. Can't be a long one because I can't preach very long. But Jesus, we ask you to bless this word. We ask you that you would anoint it. Anoint me as, as your vessel today to pour into the people of God. We thank you for the opportunity to celebrate this holiday season. Thanks for keeping us safe and bringing us through another year. In Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. And for everybody in here whom 2017 was tough, say a big amen. Amen. Some of you guys, I know 2017, man, was like a roller coaster ride. But I am thankful for the friend that sticks closer than a brother. Amen. I'm thankful for the light that shines in the darkness. I'm thankful that even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness, I'm not going to be overcome by the darkness. Amen. Amen. How many of you guys believe 2018 is going to be the best year of your life? Everybody just say amen. Even if you're struggling to believe that, I want you to know you came into a church today that believes that for you. We believe 2018 is going to be the best year of your life. God's going to continue your story in a profound way. Listen, I know 2017 had some drama in it, but how many of you guys would like to watch a movie with no drama? You You guys with me? Nobody watches movies without drama. Drama is what makes the story good. Can I tell you guys that God is the author and the finisher and he knows how to write a good story through your life? Just because there's been a little bit of drama, just because there's been a little tension building, don't be overwhelmed by that. That's just God taking the bad things that have happened to you and creating a beautiful story out of it. 
How's that? That's good? So John, you know, when he's opening up his gospel, he says, in the beginning. And truly, I believe that what John is doing is he's giving us a new Genesis account. Think about it, right? In the beginning, the words that were inspired by the Spirit from Moses to pen the creation story, right? He says, in the beginning were the heavens and the earth. But John gives us a brand new in the beginning. He says, in the beginning. Listen, over the years throughout Israel's history, people have been declaring to us what creation was like in the beginning. But now Jesus has come, the Messiah, and he has taken the stand as the final witness. Come on. And he has given us. I love having kids in here, y'all. This is great. They're going to amen me. I like this a lot. Jesus came to take the stand as the final witness. To proclaim to us what actually happened in the beginning. Right? Jesus says, hey, in the beginning, this is what it was like. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Now, at first, we see that John is declaring Jesus to be the Word. How many of you guys know that it's not just the Bible that is the Word of God, but supremely, it is Jesus that is the Word of God? Can I get two good amens on that, right? But John then makes it a little bit more personal when he discontinues referring to Jesus. And then he just says, he. Because now we know who he is. Amen? Everybody say Jesus. He says he. He makes it personal because he, in fact, is talking about Jesus. He says, hey, in the beginning, Jesus was with the Father. The Son was there with the Father. And then he continues by saying, All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That means that the Father, Yahweh, Adonai, whenever he had dreams of what creation could be, he utilized his Son to bring creation through Jesus. Even from the beginning, from the very start of time, of history, what we refer to as the starting block, right? The father had these dreams and he utilized Jesus to bring them about. From the beginning of time, God has always created in one way, through family. Through family. From the beginning, this is the way that the father decided to create. I'm going to create a lot of things and they're going to be good, they'll be great, they'll be awesome. And I'm going to do it through family. I'm going to do it through my son. I'm going to take the dreams that I have and through Jesus make them possible. How many of you guys think that's good? And he still wants to create that way. God has dreams that are on his heart. He wants to create through you. Sons and daughters, he wants to create through you in 2018. What he's dreaming about for planet earth, what he's dreaming about for Nashville or for your business or for your family, God wants to create through you. Anybody else in here excited about that? So in the beginning, we see, John is declaring, that Jesus is preeminent. That Jesus is the focal point of all creation. That the Son, Jesus Christ, sits at the center of everything that was made, everything that will ever be made, everything that has been made. Jesus is the center. Jesus is the preeminent one. And that's what John is declaring to us. He says, hey man, if I could 
modernize it a little bit into some East Nashville slanguage. Hey guys, since the beginning, Jesus has been at the center. And we now know that it is Jesus that has made all of this possible. And then he goes on to describe Jesus a little bit more by saying that Jesus is not just the life, right? That he has the life, that's spiritual and physical, but that he is also the light. And I think that's interesting. And I'll, I'll tell you why in two minutes. I don't have a lot of time today, but I'll tell you why in two minutes, all right? So I think that the life, this is just my opinion. Ben, you can correct me after this if I'm wrong, okay? Because Ben's really smart and I trust him. But that the life, the Zoe in the Greek, the life that Jesus is, that he brings, right? It deals with our spirit. He brings us salvation. And Jesus' salvation deals with the death of our sin. Amen? Jesus is the life. He brings the life. That deals with our inside. Everybody say our inside. But then it says that Jesus' life is the light. And the light deals with our outside. Everybody say with our outside. Our outside. Because light is how things are illuminated, right? Light is how we see. And it's not just enough to have the life of God on the inside. You've also got to have the light of God on the outside to see how to interact, how to live this abundant life that we've been given. How to interact with humanity. What it means that we have eternal life on the inside of us. What does it mean to see with the light that Jesus has given us how we are to live, how we are to share this glorious light. And I want to show you guys something real quick in another scripture, which all of you will know. It's Matthew chapter 5. It's in the Sermon on the Mount that says, you are the light of the world. Say, that's me. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but put it on a stand and it gives light to all in the house. Who lives in houses? Families. Well, we all live in houses, right? I hope, I hope you live in a house, right? In some sort, apartment, a condo, a loft, because we're in Nashville, right? But the light that Christ has given you starts at home. Can I declare this to you guys just emphatically? That the light of Jesus Christ that God has given you begins at home. In the house. And I know a lot of people who are boisterous about God in public or on Facebook or at church, but at home, it's dark. This light that God has given you, Jesus, it starts at home. Because the light that shines the furthest shines the brightest at home. And what does it mean to evangelize the whole world? What does it mean if you gain the whole world, but you forfeit your soul? You lose the heart of the home. You lose the heart of your kids. You lose the heart of your family members. I'm telling you guys this because I know today you're going to gather. And I know tomorrow you're going to gather. And maybe over the next week, you're going to be hanging out with your friends, your family, people who've come from afar just to hang out with you. All right? And I want to I wanna encourage you. Share with them the light. Don't hide it under a bushel. No. Right? I thought that was a good preacher joke for Christmas. We got kids in here. Right? But let it shine. For the next couple of days, don't shrink back from sharing love with the family member that hurt you when you were 14. I know that it hurts. Okay? I know that the pain is real. I don't dismiss that. But do everything that you can to give Jesus permission to love through your life.
the very people that are in the darkness the most. Start it at home. Forgive, love, bless, share light. Now, secondly, as the scripture continues, and I'm almost finished, it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others. Now, he taught us to let it shine at home, but we also let it shine before humanity. Yes. Amen? Amen. And, and here's how. So that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, I want to be honest with you guys. This blessed me a ton this week when I read this because he says something that a lot of people find offensive, which is good works. Everybody say behavior. Now, I've heard a lot of well-intentioned people say, man, I'm just not into behavior modification. I'm not into changing your behavior. Well, Jesus is into changing your behavior. <laughs> How's that, huh? You know, Jesus is into you changing your behavior. Jesus is into giving you the life on the inside so that the light can shine through your good works, your behavior, your morals. That's what the word means in Greek. Your morals. So that when humanity sees your morals, they will give glory to the Father who is in heaven. Jesus came to deal with the death of your sin. Right? But Jesus also came to deal with the darkness of your deeds. Am I okay preaching this? If this is a good Christmas message, somebody say amen. This is important. This is important. Because if you're saved, if you've received the life of God on the inside, but you never share the light of God on the outside, you are the person that Jesus is referring to when he says, nobody puts a lamp and then hides it under a cover. Beloved, we could be full of the life of God, but be living in darkness because we're never allowing the light to be seen through our good deeds. It's not enough to have the life shut up on the inside. We've got to step out. We've got to yield to the Holy Spirit in 2018. We've got to surrender to God in 2018 so that His light, the light that He's given us wouldn't be hidden, but that it would transform cities, that it would transform families, that it would transform government, that it would transform business, that it would transform education, that it would transform neighborhoods, that it would transform nations, that it would transform so that they could meet the desire of the nations. Jesus Christ, that's one of his names. They already want him. They just don't know that they want him because we're hiding our light. I need Junior up here every week. This is helpful. So listen, guys, as we're, as we're closing, and you know, I want to, this is the reason why we got the, uh, the candles today. And I, I don't really know the best way to light this. I figure we should have had a candelabra or something, but being from Kentucky, I got a big lighter. <laughs> and, uh, I've adjusted it so the flame shoots this high. JK, anybody, anybody ever do that when you're a kid? You're like taking the pieces out. So that's what I got. Guys, here's the thing. It's hard to hide light. You could be in a humongous dark room but just a little light just the whole place so today as we light just a little light I want to read to you one more time the last verse in our reading today which is 
the light shines in darkness and the darkness has not overcome it it does not matter how hard that darkness works it will not overcome the light of Jesus Christ in the earth if you don't have a candle just raise your hand our ushers will serve you and make sure that you have one the darkness can try to hide our light but the darkness will not win in your life it is an impossible challenge for darkness to hide our light the smallest bit of light changes humongous rooms full of darkness so we're going to let our light shine today and this is how we're going to do it I'm going to light mine and then I'm going to ask my wife to come up and I know she's got Isaiah but there's a reason for that is because it starts with family and and from your family it goes out and reaches your neighborhood and from your neighborhood it goes out and reaches your city and from your city it goes out and reaches your state from your state the nation from your nation the nations and this is how we change the world one little light at a time so as you guys are sharing your light I just want you to recognize the power in sharing light it's not enough to breathe it's not enough to have life on the inside we've got to share the light So once your candle is lit, I just want to ask you to stand up with us, please. I said today's going to be lit. (laughs) Quite literally. Preacher jokes are strong today. (laughs) Christmas time is a time for Jesus and for dad jokes. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand that it gives light to all the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they might see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So just lift your candle up a bit and we're going to pray this prayer together. Jesus, thank you for life, for abundant life that life that I have here is the light of the world take my light shine it in dark places so that all of humanity may see your beauty and glorify you in heaven in Jesus name And everyone said...